This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, we now bring you a discussion on India-US bilateral relations. The participants are Ashok Sajjanhar, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. Ambassador, how do you see the overall relationship, especially when we see that the talks are still going on as far as trade is concerned? Uh, the relations, I think, are at a very good level, at a very good place. As you said, they have been increasing. They have been increasing, I would say, exponentially over the last uh, few years. If you recall, when uh, Prime Minister Modi went to the United States at the invitation of President Barack Obama, and he addressed the joint session of the U.S. Congress, he said at that time that uh, U.S.-India ties, it's an indispensable partnership. And he had also said that India has overcome the hesitations of history. And I think this is reflected in the bilateral relations as they are evolving. We are are very right in saying that there are some trade issues, but I think it really reflects, it is demonstrates the sagacity and the maturity of the two sides that they have not allowed uh, differences over trade or over some other issues to come in the way of strengthening their partnership. So whether it is defense, whether it is in the area of strategic relationship, on the Indo-Pacific cooperation under the rubric of the Quad. So under very many dimensions, the bilateral relations are progressing well, and I think both sides can be satisfied. Even as far as trade is concerned, I don't think that there is any cause to worry because the United States, uh, if we take both goods and services, is India's uh, largest trading partner in 2018 for which figures are available. It was about $143 billion of trade between the two countries. So I think there also overall it is trade relations are also progressing well. Ambassador Sajjana, when we talk of trade relations between India and the U.S. or generally about the U.S. and its trade relations today, one thing which is constantly coming up is the U.S.-China trade war that is ongoing. Do you feel that that has a shadow or it has a fallout on India-U.S. ties somewhere? Well, not exactly that, although it should be understood that President Trump, since the time that he has assumed a charge in the White House, he has tended to look at all partnerships from the prism of bilateral trade and uh, the bilateral trade deficit that the United States has with those countries. Now, trade relations between U.S. and China can definitely not be compared to trade relations between U.S. and India because if you look at bilateral ties, U.S. has a trade deficit of about, last year it was $419 billion with China. As far as India is concerned, the overall trade deficit that the United States has with India is to the tune of somewhere around $20 billion. And India is the ninth largest trading partner for the United States. Even as far as the trade deficit is concerned, it is the ninth in terms of order of magnitude that the United States has with other countries. With many other countries, it is a much larger trade deficit. So I don't think it can be both these are comparable. But still, as I mentioned, the United States under President Trump tends to look at the trade deficit that United States has with other countries as the yardstick of the strength of the bilateral partnership. 
Ambassador Sajjana, we also recently saw the 2 plus 2 dialogue taking place in D.C. We had India's Defense Minister, Mr. Rajnath Singh, and External Affairs Minister, Dr. S. Jashankar, visit D.C., and they met their counterparts in the United States government. We see a movement happening between India and the U.S., and we saw some very important agreement statements coming out, especially on defense security ties. Do you feel that this bilateral relationship has seen an upward movement, especially if we look at the last two, three years? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, this is unarguably the most significant uh, relationship that India has. And it is not only in the area of defense or strategic issues. We have a huge Indian diaspora there, 3 million, which is a little less than 1% of the population as far as United States is concerned. But it is the most educated, it is the most well-to-do immigrant diaspora in the United States, most prosperous. And they have been serving as good supporters and good ambassadors of India in bringing the two countries together. Today, the relationship between India and United States is a global strategic partnership. There are more than 60 areas of cooperation and collaboration, ranging all aspects of human endeavor, whether it is education, whether it is agriculture, it is cyber security, it is renewable energy, you name it, and it is being discussed between the two countries, and the two countries are collaborating in those areas. So I would say that across the board, it is the most significant partnership that India has, and particularly in the area of challenges that it India confronts, whether it is in the area of terrorism coming from Pakistan or otherwise, United States is a good partner. We are looking for investment, we are looking for capital, we are looking for technology, we are looking for partnership with the United States so that we can generate more jobs and employment in our country under the Make in India program and even as far as defense is concerned the bilateral defense trade and technology initiative that is also important because we do not wish the relationship only to be a buyer-seller relationship but also that there should be progressive transfer of technology and progressive joint collaboration and establishment of joint ventures even in the area of defense as far as United States and India are concerned. Side. Ambassador Sajana, we've also seen that when it comes to the Indo-Pacific region or it comes broadly speaking to Asia as a continent, the United States has always seen India as a balancing force to the rise of China and the rise of China is something which has worried a lot of people because economically and on a military scale, China is expanding very aggressively, very fast. Do you feel that trade is also an area where India could play the balancing factor in Asia as far as the U.S. is concerned? Uh, yes, uh, I think the United States looks at India as a huge market, as a big market, as a growing market. And that is why there is uh, some unhappiness or dissatisfaction because when uh, Prime Minister Modi had come, maybe the expectations of the United States that there will be very bold economic reforms that will be undertaken and and uh, there were a number of reforms that were undertaken. A lot of opening up was uh, done. And that is why we have seen, even as far as exports of 
United States to India. You know, if you look at them in 2018 as compared to 2017, there was a growth of about 30% in the export. So there has been an opening up, but there are a few specific issues which have stalled the relationship going forward and not achieving its full potential. And discussions on that have been going on. There are some pet issues of President Donald Trump, like, you know, on the Harley-Davidson motorcycles. He keeps harping on that at every opportunity. We have reduced the duty from 100% to 50%, but still the United States would like the duty to be further cut down to 0%. And I think there have been discussions going on between the U.S. Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, and the Indian Commerce Minister, Piyush Goel. There have been, even when Prime Minister Modi had gone to the United States, in September to participate in the UN General Assembly and to make a statement there. And uh, we know that uh, this very big bilateral uh, diaspora event, Howdy Modi was held in uh, Houston, Texas. At that time, it was expected that the bilateral uh, trade relation would be sorted out, would be settled and the trade agreement would be signed. A mini trade agreement would be signed. Actually, there was uh, hope uh, that was raised when the two leaders, Prime Minister Modi and Donald Trump, met at the G20 in in Osaka and also at the G7 in Biarritz in France. But uh, obviously some minor issues could not be sorted out. But I think the positive thing is that differences in the trade have not been voiced openly over the last uh, several months, over the last six months or so. I think the last time that President Trump spoke about it was before he went to Osaka. But after that, uh, there has not really been, that was in June last year. And uh, after that, there has not been much public comment on this particular issue. But uh, I understand that there is very intense negotiation and discussion going on on the subject and hopefully we'll be able to see some positive results in the not too distant future. Ambassador Sajanhar, as you pointed out, the event in Texas where Prime Minister Modi also had met U.S. President Donald Trump and it was a great moment for the India-U.S. ties and President Trump coming there and both our Prime Minister and the U.S. President being together at a common forum. It gave a fresh, important insight into the depth of the India-U.S. ties. Do you feel that this personal chemistry, which is very strong, and this bonhomie is on display on more than one occasion between the Indian leader and the U.S. leader, do you feel this helps to iron out the frictions and trade has been a small source of friction? Do you feel that gets ironed out more easily when the leaders of two countries share a great equation? Absolutely. You are very right, uh, Simran, because if you remember that when President Trump came to office in January 2017, June 2017, within about six months, Prime Minister Modi was invited. He went there. They had good discussions. And uh, then uh, the two leaders also met on the sidelines of the East Asia Summit in November 2017 in Manila. After that, it was uh, being reported and uh, speculated that the two leaders had not met from November 2017 till about 2019. There had been no formal except uh, maybe on the sides of the G20 Summit in Buenos Aires in uh, December of 2018. But that was a very, very brief meeting. And uh, that was being said that uh, everything is not right as far as the two countries are concerned. But over the last few months, we have seen, as I mentioned, first starting with Osaka, then Biarritz, 
and then Texas and then after that the two leaders also met in New York on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly session. So that definitely enhances a rapport, it enhances an understanding, it promotes a better cooperation and I think that is why we have not seen, as I mentioned, this reference to the tricky issues of trade between the two countries. I think both the leaders recognize and realize that uh, their ministers, their officials are working on it and they are trying to sort out the issues. So there is no, there will be nothing positive gained by airing their views in uh, public, loudly in public. And that is why both the sides have basically been focusing on the areas of convergence, which there are so many of them as we have been uh, talking about, whether it is in political or security or counterterrorism or strategic or defense. They have been speaking about those in public rather than speaking about uh, the issue of uh, trade on which a few minor differences still manage to be there between the two sides. Ambassador Sajanhar, when we see India's trade ties and the FTAs, the free trade agreements that India has with various nations, or we are in talks with EU, for example, to have an FTA, which is still in the works, we also saw recently India moving away from becoming a part of RCEP. Do you feel that when it comes to trade deals and trade agreements that India has to put in place with various, whether it is a regional bloc like ASEAN or it is individual countries like the US, do you feel that India has the right to be extra cautious, extra careful because at the end of the day, India is opening up this huge market, which is the country itself and we have to be sure that India is also getting what is rightfully its due in terms of the access that India gets as a country. How do you look at the overall picture, especially in light of RCEP and what has just happened recently? In this context, Simran, we have to keep in mind uh, that our experience so far with the FTAs has not been very happy because over the last 15 years, all the FTAs that we have entered into and particularly since you mentioned about RCEP, you know, the FTA that we have with ASEAN, the SEPA, the Comprehensive Economic Partnership that we have with Japan or with South Korea, they have not helped us to increase our exports and our imports have increased so much so that our trade deficits with all these countries has risen very significantly after these FTAs, the Free Trade Area Agreements were signed. If you look at the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership from which we decided to move away at the last East Asia Summit and when RCEP negotiations were held, we need to recognize that out of the 15 countries with whom India was negotiating, we had trade deficits of about with 11 of them and we had a total trade deficit of 105 billion dollars out of the global trade deficit of about 165 billion dollars which means that about 65 to 70 percent of our trade deficit was with only RCEP nations and that was the reason that if we did not get our own demands accepted by the other countries like a better access to China better access to service markets of these countries it would have been extremely difficult for us and I think we took the right decision in moving away for the time being from RCEP uh, right now. Thank you. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on India-US bilateral relations. The participants were Ashok Sajjanhar, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.